Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Love, CliffLow.com in Scenic, Scenic, New Jersey. In just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by our special guest, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, for our Oracle special on Oracle Cards and Sacred Geometry. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Contramat. Miss Cat? Hi. Nice to hear your voice, Clifford. It's been a moment, <laughs> a very short <laughs> moment. <laughs> Clifford and I just had a long talk about uh, astrology the other night. It was a wonderful conversation, and uh, I appreciated it greatly. So um, how are things in Teaneck? You're back from the big astrology conference. Yeah, I had a lot of fun out in Seattle, met a lot of old friends, and made a lot of new ones. And uh, it was pretty good. I'm still recovering from the trip because I have such difficulties traveling across the country, so I do do it very often, but it was a great experience overall, and I'm glad to be back. Great. Well, I am um, happy to report that um, we held down the non-traveling fort here. We went nowhere (laughs) while you were traveling. (laughs) Um, My big news is that the, um, the book Hoodoo Dolls and Effigies is complete. It is finished. It is at the printer right now, and they have managed to squeeze us in on a very tight deadline, and we made the deadline. And I just want to thank uh, Gray Townsend and Papa G for um, helping us bring it together in the final hours. Papa G contributed some artwork and cleaned up other artwork. Gray was working on the cover and doing artwork. Deacon Millet was proofreading, and Nagashiva was proofreading, and I was busily rewriting pages up till midnight, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> so we got it all done. We got the corrections, and I stayed up and did one whole all-nighter, and then the next day when we got the proofs back from the two days later when we got the proofs back from the printer, I was up till midnight rewriting corrections on two pages. So, boy, it was a, a real twirl and a half. And um, I'm sure there'll be some typos for you all to find. And tell me about it in the Lucky Mojo forum. And just say, hey, I found a typo on page 16, and this is what it is. And I'll I'll give you a thank you for it. 
as you know, with our books, the fir- we often work under a super deadline pressure, and the first edition sometimes is a little ragged. Sometimes there's rewrites and new spells get added for the next edition. It's always a a work in progress till we settle in around the third, fourth, or fifth edition of the book. So we are going to be debuting Hoodoo Dolls and Effigies at the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, August 13th and 14th. It will be for sale at Amazon. It will be for sale at Lucky Mojo. It will be for sale at um, Edge of the Circle Books because they just told me that they're going to order it. That's up in Seattle. Um, And any company that uh, has a metaphysical bookstore or bookshelf in their metaphysical shop, uh, we do sell wholesale. So I think it's going to be a good one. I have great hopes for it. I'll tell you, the cover is stunning anyway. So that's what's new here. Oh, and of course, we've been working on Hoodoo Heritage Festival projects. Uh, You can look for the updates on those every Tuesday. If you follow um, the uh, Lucky Mojo Curio Company or Hoodoo Psychics or the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, they all have pages on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you follow them, you'll see updates to the programs for the festival, what's new, what's happening. Every other week we're running videos, and you can check them out. And you can also find those same videos and updates at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. So that's my news. Oh, and of course, tickets are on sale, and you ought to buy them, okay? (laughs) Because uh, when you buy the tickets for the festival, you'll get two days' worth of workshops, ten workshops, uh, chat, live chat with the presenters, um, the opportunity to get readings from readers who have signed up to make time in between the workshops for readings, and you'll get a fabulous goodie box with $100 worth of stuff in it, which will be used by you in the workshops, because these are not just lectures, these are actual workshops, and you're going to make something at each workshop. All right, and you can go to hoodooheritagefestival.com to buy those precious tickets. All right. How are you today, Conjure Man? I am doing quite well. Uh, it's uh, nice and starting to get hot and burning up the gloom of uh, June. It has. I know it's only been a couple of days, but it's been quite a gloomy June already. Uh, and so I'm very much looking forward to the sun peeking through the clouds. Uh, it's Mercury has finally come out of retrograde. And can I just say uh, Mercury retrograde is one of the weirdest Mercury retrogrades ever. Uh, yes. Definitely one for the books. I mean, uh, all my friends who were traveling and all my friends who were doing whatever during Mercury retrograde were like, uh, why have I been delayed eight times? And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's Mercury in retrograde. So that one was for the books. Pat yourselves on the back if you survived it. Well done. Uh, Saturn is now retrograde and will be retrograde for several months. Um, so, you know, buckle up. But it's been quite good uh, for, for me. Lots of interesting client work. I'm doing I'm doing a lot, a lot of work around rethinking love and business. It just seems to be the theme, and I know we've talked about it in terms of uh, the pandemic experience, but it's really been a lot of it. One really great update that I have is for people who have been following along a few weeks back, I did a reading for a client who hadn't gone on a date since the beginning of the pandemic. 
they were really uh, kind of, they really took quarantine seriously. They were not interested in going out. They were very worried because, you know, what happens if you bring a date home? Do you know if they've been vaccinated? Do you know if they haven't been vaccinated? Who they've been hanging out with? They may be fine, right? But asymptomatic transmission is possible. Uh, And so they were very worried. As a result, what had happened was their kind of ability to date, I guess I can say, their ability to date has been hampered. In other words, they don't even, mm-hmm. like, even if they went on dates, they didn't know how to interact because it had been two and a half years almost since they wow. went on dates. So there was like a process of trying to like refigure out the dating script, right? What do you say on a mm-hmm. first date? How do you talk to someone? How do you flirt? I'm a, I'm, you know, these are all things that people are, are having to kind of rediscover. And so she, this person came to me. Uh, to see if there was something uh, astrological going on or something going on in our life, if there was an ancestral curse or something because it had been so long. And it was like, no, this is just, it's purely a timing thing. And I let them know, like, yeah, May looks really, really good for you in, in, in particular. Um, uh, Venus is going to be moving into Taurus and it's gonna, it's, it makes a really nice sextile to her natal Venus. Uh, and so I told him, all right, just give it to end of May. And so we did some bathing work, my uh, love on crossing bath, which I've repeated a million times on this uh, radio show, along with a really cool uh, lunar talisman, a lunar mansion talisman. And I just got an email, uh, I would say a week and a half ago. And they're like, I went on my first date. And just Friday, they followed up and said, we've now been on date three. So in a week and a half, three days. So that has been really lovely to see, to see someone who's spent two, uh, two years with just no prospects, no dates, because the pandemic had killed everything. It killed businesses, it killed romances, it killed everything, uh, in addition to lives. And then to see her kind of come back to life and see that sort of joy by saying, oh yeah, you can still find love just by doing a little bit of bathing work, a little bit of talisman work, and then making sure you wait for the right time. So that's been my update. Really happy to hear people finding love again. You know, hope hope is in the air a little bit, even if the world is burning. Well, I have to say that the same thing happened to me. I have a longtime client, and um, she's a, a wonderful, wonderful client. I mostly do readings for her. I don't do root work for her because she's a a member of an African uh, diasporic religion, and she has mm. a uh, a priest who does her root work for uh, her. What I would yeah, call yeah. root work, you know, she ha- she has yeah. someone who does that sort of stuff for her. But she likes my readings, and I've read for her for way more than a year, and it's just been uh, just a lot of sadness and. Mm-hmm. Um, confusion and longing and whatever and wow she just busted loose same thing she has found a, the man of her dreams and i don't mean just like she found another lover you know after a dry spell she found for the first time in her life you know she received the full impact of sexual love in you know in yes, the love to see it. <laughs> and she was completely she said i didn't know it could be like this this has never happened to me before she's had plenty of boyfriends and i was like yeah it can be like that 
you know, welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the club. I recommended she read Pascal Beverly Randolph's books on sex magic, and um, and that was it. You know, I mean, it was, but it was yeah. such a a revelation. Yeah. So I think people are thawing out and coming out of the pandemic shutdown, lockdown. Yeah, we do love but, to see our clients succeed and be happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it it feels really good after years of working with somebody and just, you know, going through a grieving period, going through a readaptation period, then the self-doubt, then the pa- oh, then the pandemic, right? <laughs> and you go, yep. oh, so yep. let's start all over again, right? So, yeah, very happy for her. So, all right. Um, in fact, I could say also I have a second client who has been married, had a horrible experience with an abusive husband and swore she'd never Mm -hmm. marry again. And now she's got a guy who's uh, parading in front of her like an Australian bowerbird, you know, showing her all the shiny and pretty. And she's like, "Mm, should I crouch down and and wiggle my butt in front of this bowerbird? And I'm like, yeah, I think you should. (laughs) I love it. Life Life is grand. Life is very grand. Well, we have a wonderful topic, actually two topics today, and and they are uh, sacred geometry and the sacred geometry oracle cards, which kind of overlaps with oracle cards in general. So we're going to be talking about both. I'm going to bring on our wonderful guest, Sister Girl. Hi, Sister Girl. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm fine. And tell us what you've been up to since the last time you were on our show. Well, now I think in April I did some traveling, um, and and until like the beginning of May I was back and forth traveling, and so this last month or so I've just been sticking close to home, which you know also because gas is super expensive right now, and I've just been taking care of myself and taking care of things around the house. You know, things have been a little bit haven't been so busy for me so I've been able to focus on like paperwork and and different catching up on different things. Uh-huh. Mm. So um have you been finding clients turning from crisis to love? No, I I I myself noticed that with the pandemic I, I, some of my, my I tend to not want to go anywhere anymore. Like I I I used to always want to go out want to go somewhere, even just to the corner store or, the, or Starbucks for a coffee. Mm-hmm. And now I just don't need to, don't want to. So I've found that I've become a little more reclusive. So I kind of really related to some of the things that were said about how the clients were doing because it's, 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 uh, I didn't expect to lose that kind of confidence or that kind of drive, you know, to be social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well... Um, you have a topic, and I'd like to kind of outline it really quickly in about three or four sentences and then turn you loose on it. Most of us know what oracle cards are. Those are cards that are not playing cards. They are neither poker-type playing cards nor are they tarochi or tarot-type playing cards. In other words, they usually don't have suits, although they might. They don't usually have a history of being used in a game, although they might. But they are oracular in that the random casting of lots or distribution of these cards will produce 
narratives which can be used to be of guidance to clients. So there are many kinds of oracle cards. Some of them came out of playing cards, like the Lenormand cards. But when you strip away the little inset of the playing card that some Lenormand decks have, then they're just strictly oracle cards. And there are other oracle cards that are made of sets of what I call almost anything. For instance, they could be... uh, flowers and you would have to learn the floriography or language of flowers that went with each flower and then you could read with those flower cards there are also ones that are um, crystals or stones there are ones with saints there are ones with archangels so what makes these oracle decks similar to one another is that they consist of a set of similar objects but that are slightly different or similar entities that are slightly different and then you learn the meanings of those and then you are able to use them to create narratives for your clients okay so that's oracle cards sacred geometry is a whole nother i said this would be two sentences that was a very long sentence and now there'll be another long (laughs) sentence (laughs) sacred geometry is the spiritual aspect of geometry which is um the division of space into uh, planar surfaces using simple tools such as a, a, a compass, a straight edge, and a pencil, for instance. And there's solid geometry and plane geometry. Plane geometry is on flat surface. Solid geometry is in a spherical or uh, cubical space. And uh, so there you have it. Um, that's geometry. What makes some geometry sacred? Well, back in the early days of the um, of, uh, prehistory, the people began to notice these geometrical shapes and began to make uh, copies of them, spirals and, uh, and the use of a compass to make a six-petaled design, a hexagon pattern. And they began to notice, of course, that some of these uh, shapes replicate in nature. You can see, for instance, the Fibonacci spiral on a sunflower's disc head of seeds or in a nautilus shell if you were to cut it or an ammonite. So you see these things in nature and they become sacred because they point to great mysteries about nature and nature's building blocks and construction. And they then begin to have meanings attached to them. So the circle is unitary. For instance, the triangle is stable and so forth. Then those can become oracle cards. So what Sister Girl is bringing us is sacred geometry oracle cards. And this is a specific deck. So with that introduction, take it away, Sister Girl, because this is going to be a wild ride. Okay. Well, the, car, the deck I'm using is the Sacred Geometry Oracle deck by Francine Hart. Uh, I think it's in the chat. And I was just drawn to it because it was, I liked the images that I saw, and it, it was different. I, I hadn't seen a, a, a deck that dealt with geometry on, on that level. And... I, as I started using them um, in my readings, I realized that I liked the meanings that were attached to each of the different cards. Uh, this deck was an effort by an, this artist, Francine Hart, who just sort of followed her intuition and uh, 
dealt with and just delved into like all the different shapes so that she knew and the different um, natural occur, naturally occurring shapes that she knew of and just sort of put her intuition together with nature and the natural shapes and just came mm-hmm. up with meanings for these cards and I find them to be very um, meaningful and mm-hmm. there's there's certain examples I mean there's of course there's a circle we know circles mm-hmm. uh, there's the tetrahedron there's um, something called there's the he- there's a hexagon of course there's a nonagon but then she also has cards that are more representational like there's something called the the or let's say high tide or sacred union where that was not necessarily a, a, a geometrical shape, but within the image on the card, there will be some, there will be a picture, and there will be some sort of shapes, but it's more, there, there are cards where she just sort of gave herself a little license to 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 add meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, how this, how but many there, cards are... How many cards are in the deck? There are 64 cards in this deck. So that's another okay. difference between, like, say, a tarot deck mm. and a oracle mm-hmm. card deck. A tarot always has 78. Right, and a, you know. and a poker deck has 52, and a, a euchre deck was 30-something. And So this 64 kind of reminds me of the I Ching, perhaps. I've just a, mm. a reach out. It's a mathematically derived number, obviously. And yes. these uh, these cards, I, I was looking at the ones that were shown in the slideshow. Some of them are photographic, like the picture of the sunflower showing the Fibonacci spiral. Mm-hmm. And some of them are simply lines drawn, colored lines showing different forms. And how do you derive the meanings for them from this deck? Well, the, the, I, I do what I always like to do. I The artist, the creator of the deck, created a... Um, a book to go mm-hmm. with the deck and the and gives meanings to the drawing of the card uh, and some of the the reversals are also you know listed um, I like to memorize I haven't memorized all the meanings of this deck but I like to work with a deck and memorize the meanings that were intended by the creator and then mm-hmm. over time as I use the deck I'll find that the cards have meaning for me, and maybe it's related to what the um, the the creator wanted to intended, or maybe it's something like if it's in this position, the card in this position always sort of indicates this. So, mm-hmm. so, so I, I, I like to go by that. Okay, so there is a little white book or some sort of a instruction book with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is. Can I ask you, because again, this is an all new deck to me. I think I'm going to have to get one. Um, Pick a card at random for me. Just shuffle it, pick a card at random, and tell me the meaning of that card. I just want to kind of see the feel of how this works. All right. I've picked. Oh, I've picked High Tide, which doesn't really, it's not really a shape, but it's Mm -hmm. got a, it's got, um, a couple of shapes in there. Let's see what the meaning of this one is. 
Well, high tide would mean it would follow a sine curve or something of that nature. Yeah, and that's sort of what the card looks like. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, a, sine a, wave. a, a series uh-huh. a series of curves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what high tide means here? It's number twenty seven in the deck. It means dynamic action. Uh, the card mm-hmm. is filled with golden spirals that depict the energy of, of experiencing nature at a particular dynamic and exciting moment. Mm-hmm. So the, um, the incredible forces of nature are our constant companion, both externally as wind, tide, and storm, and internally as emotional upheaval and calm. So when you get this card, you're asked to become aware of the reality of dynamic forces working in your life. Hmm. And, and, okay. and the idea is you're not powerless in the face of events. You need not wait for the winds of fate to blow you onto the next phase of your life. You need to learn to utilize the spiral vortices and volcanic eruptions as part of your emotional experience. So that's sort of how that card works. That makes sense to me. I get that. Can you do another one? I'll just try one other one. I'm just very curious how this system works. Yeah, I'll pay, I'm going to pick one that's a little more. Okay, I'll pick Pentagon. That's okay. a little more on the nose with geometry. And that's card number 28. It's actually, oh gosh, it's just it's the card right after the one I picked. I didn't mean to do that. Um, and it's power and excellence. So the pentagon mm-hmm. is a five-sided geometric figure holding energy that represents power, excellence, regeneration, and transcendence. Mm-hmm. So when you choose this card, it suggest, suggests that you are protecting yourself from some real or perceived threat, and you're needing a confirmation of effectiveness of your actions. And it, and hmm. so you're supposed to ask yourself what's threatening you um, and your advice to seek support and take immediate steps to remove yourself from the situation. And so the emotional and mental and spiritual dangers, okay, often arise from a lack of attention or unwillingness to listen to your inner guidance. So you're advised to go within, define your inquiry with the intention of moving through and beyond whatever is creating uncertainty or insecurity. You know, that's interesting to me because in hoodoo, the five spot is always uh, used as a protective uh, you know, thing you put it on the door and everything like that. But it's not drawn as a pentagram. It's the number five or pentagon. But mm. the um, the pentagon, it, I'm, this is fascinating to me. So the, she's saying like she's using the pentagon as a form of protection, mm. confirmation. Yeah, of, that that of, means of, you're 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 trying to protect yourself right now. So you're you're advised to um, to push through. Because yeah. the, the the figure of the Pentagon is mm-hmm. power, excellence, mm-hmm. regeneration, wow. transcendence. So there there are other shapes like triangles and, and other forms of geometric designs on on these cards. Not all of them, but many of them, right? Oh yes, there's the there's uh there's the te- hep- there's a Merkaba, there's nonagon, there's hectagon, there's a circle, there's mm. um triangle, of course. There's right. hexahedron. So some of them, when when you say Merkaba and so forth, some of these are, of course, the cards are two-dimensional, but they're two-dimensional uh, depictions of three-dimensional or um, geometric solids. Uh, That's right. Platonic, platonic mm. solids. 
Okay. Very cool. The reason I asked about the shapes is because that seems to lend itself quite well. I mean, I know we were discussing about oracles and not not, uh, ritual practice, but this would lend itself really well to ritual work. Altar design, right? Candle design. Mm -hmm. Triangle, triangle candle formation. Like, I'm just thinking out loud here going, oh, if I pull this card, that tells me, well, my altar is going to look like a little bit. Uh, but also actions, like the sacred geometry is also associated with things like movement, right? And where sacred mm-hmm. geometry really comes from is motion. Uh, if you doubt this, go and look at the, the way that Venus cycles the sun. Go, go ahead and Google it. Uh, time-lapse mm-hmm. video of it or animation of it, and you'll see the order. You'll see the beauty. I mean, this is where the, the pentacle comes from, right? And literally right. Venus's movement in the heavens. So like that, that, this can really lend itself to motion, to activity, to ritual work. So this seems to be one of those decks, those oracle decks, that really lends itself well to that blend of magic and divination. And that's really yes. cool. And then there's, right. there's also no, I, Flower I, of Life, which, which is a pattern. That, yeah, the, um, yeah the Flower of Life pattern. Yeah, that's what I mentioned before, the, 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 the six petals. It's when you take a circle and then you use the radius and you go whoop, 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 all around it and you get six more and then you go six more and you can tile a whole mosque with it if you want to, right? <laughs> it's just, yep. it's just it's an endlessly repeating pattern. It's a lovely, love, a very important pattern in uh, Neolithic art. When they discovered that pattern, they went wild carving it on soft sandstone everywhere. <laughs> um, so I, I now have another um, question. What layouts do you use for this deck? In other words, you know, a three-card cut, Celtic cross, a horseshoe, uh, what do you do? You know, I I don't. My favorite way to use oracle cards is just to pick one and as as mm. a, like to finish a reading or to 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 add to a reading. Uh, there are some mm-hmm. suggested the, the the artist has suggested some layouts, but I mm-hmm. don't really I don't really like them as much as I like to just pick one and I might do a three card cut if. If, mm-hmm. if I'm only using oracle cards and just sort mm-hmm. of see what messages are coming out, or if, if sometimes it'll it'll indicate past, present, future. Sometimes it'll indicate just three different stages of the situation. Um, but I just that that's the way I like to use oracle cards. It's my favorite, my go-to is to the tarot. I mean, I I have my so spread that I like. Using, and, okay. This this is interesting. This is fascinating to me, mm-hmm. this girl, because now we're getting in. Oh, I just got chills. Now we're getting into this other weird area, which is the two deck reading method. We've we've never done a show on. Did we do a show, Contraman, on two deck reading? No, we have not. We have not. We have Write not. it down. Mm-hmm. Two deck readings, yes. and Ooh. no one has done like two a, deck readings on air. No one has done it on our show, right? Okay, so a two-deck reading is a really special kind of reading. They can be two cards from a tarot set that are two different decks. They can often, one of the most popular ones to make for a two-deck reading is to use the mother piece circular deck as the second card because it's so obviously different than your rectangular tarot deck. Right. You can use playing cards and tarot cards together, right? You can use saint cards in tarot or oracle cards of any kind, you know, flower oracles, like you said, sacred geometry. 
And what you're doing is two different things you're talking about here. One is a two-deck reading, and the other is what I sometimes call the capper card. It's the, yeah. it's the capstone, right? So you're doing this reading, and then you go, if I was reading just with Tarot, and then I'm going to say, okay, and I'm going to get a cap, cause, and I don't do this on the radio, folks, so don't look for it on the radio. It, the time is too short. But I'm talking about when I'm reading for person, face-to-face, or on the phone and I'll say they'll say well what root work do I do well I'll already have some ideas from the cards I lay out but I'll do one more cut and pull the capper card and that um, that card will then tell us where we're going with this thing right um, so you're using this and this kind of goes to what Contraband was saying the idea of using it as an altar layout as well if the person is asking about root work and that is fascinating. It also can be used, and I'm just going to throw in because I'm, I'm so talismanically oriented, um, talisman designs. So um, if I was, for instance, using a, an angel a deck, um, like um, Richard Webster's um, you know, uh, books on angels, you know, you pick an angel, right? And you get the angel mm-hmm. card, and that is the angel you're going to work with for the root work that you have. Or you could have a a deck of um, botanical things. Now, some of them would be easy to use in magic. Some might be less easy, but uh, you can always find something in the same genus and it'll definitely be used in magic. I don't think there's very many um, uh, species that I mean, you'd need a huge deck to have all the species of plants, but you can get a good idea with a botanical deck. There's also... Um, I've seen decks of constellations and um, signs of the zodiac. I've seen decks of um, wild animals, animal spirits. So these can be um, used as a capper card or extra card that shows where your help lies or what form the root work should take. And there's a lot to be said for that because, for instance, to use animal totem cards to tell a long narrative I mean, sure, a three-card cut, but are you going to be able to do a, a Celtic cross or a 12-card, you know, or a rainbow spread that has a narrative with, with just animal cards? It would be very difficult. I'm sure there are people who are going to go, I do it all the time. I have not been able to. I, I'm not able to use oracle decks as successfully for telling narratives as I can to real. Maybe because I don't know them as well, um, but... On the other hand, uh, uh, when I'm looking, for instance, like with I Ching, I'm only going from one hexagram to the other, and there's only going to be the potential for, for anywhere from one to six changes. And if there are no changes, we just stay where we are. So sometimes getting too many things involved in the narrative muddies the narrative. Now, if you're doing readings where you're just answering questions rather than a general reading, these cards and all oracle decks are great because they just, there they are. They're the answer to the question. And a one-card pull can well be all you need. I get that. I really get that, sister girl. Yeah, I like that. And I also think it so, sometimes oracle cards, if you if you really pick the right one and you really read it right, it can just speak to the, enti- the person's entire situation. Right. right. That's what I find. Yeah. Well, I, as you said, though, there is um, the, for me, one of the focal points of sacred geometry, and this is just me, is that it is situated in time and space. That's what mm-hmm. makes it sacred geometry. 
You get what I'm saying? So yeah. it might it might be better for a point of time reading mm. rather than like answering the question, um, you know, mm. uh, what will my life be like if I go to university? That's a little open-ended um, mm. for a, a, an oracle deck. You can do it. But it's you get the more cards you add, the more muddied it becomes with tarot as well. There's a limit to that. So when you're doing a, a tarot reading and then using the sacred geometry as the a capper or endpoint card, do you do a three card cut? Do you do um cross? What do you do? I like to just pick one at like once I've done the reading, once I've done a tarot mm-hmm. reading and we've yeah, but no, I'm asking, one. what is I'm asking what form of tarot reading do you do? Oh, I will do a sort of a Celtic cross. It's, uh-huh. okay. it's not exactly a Celtic cross, it's a modified Celtic cross and then I'll pick one uh oracle card at the end. Perfect. Now I understand. See, that makes really really good sense. Um I'm liking this a lot. I don't have this deck with me. And usually when we do readings for clients, we all try to have the same deck. So I'm going to do what we might call the D and Kelly method here. Hmm. I'm going to be doing, <laughs> I don't know if you know what I mean, but I'm sure Contraman does, right? <laughs> I'm no. going to be, I'm what? Oh, I was just chuckling. You're just chuckling. Okay. So I'm going to be reading through you. In other words, I'm going to this is this is remote reading. I'm going to have you are, you, you are the seer. You're yes. I'm going to have you pull one of these cards and I'm going oh, to interpret great. it according to what I know about sacred geometry. I may not say what that what the artist has in mind, but I have studied sacred geometry quite a lot and um uh, I I would like to try it. I may fat, fall flat on my face. I mean, you may come up with some sort of bichondroidal icasa who's it's, and I won't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sounds good. All righty. All right, well, here comes our music, and we're going to go to our first client. Uh-oh. Where's Thank our you. Clifford? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Uh, I was on mute. I apologize. Um, stay tuned. Lucky Mojo Hudu-Rukara will be with your uh, co-host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. We'll be right back. We'll be taking your calls from your listeners, from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down on uh, conjure remedies and remediation. Our call-in clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through blog talk radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you've filled out a client questionnaire at the form and you've not already done so, please dial in now to, call, uh, to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select their calls by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like to say hello to you and let me, your announcer, Clifford Lowe, read a brief description of your situation before turning over to our hosts. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our first caller is Affie, uh, calling from area code 929 in New York. Affie, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Superb. All right. Uh, it says that you have had readings on this before, 
um, with uh, Sister Girl. But um, your uh, question, your problem is that you'd like to know whether the future, what the future holds for you and the guy you're currently seeing. Does he have any intentions of leaving that other woman? Uh, go ahead, Catherine. All right. So what I'm going to do now, this is going to be an experiment. Um, does he have any intentions of leaving that other woman? I'm going to ask you. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to ask you, Sister Girl, the holder of the deck, to close close your eyes, cut, and tell me what card you got. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, I did it wrong. Let me let me go go. Let me cut it again. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. You cut. Okay. I got Leonardo's Vitruvius Man. Oh. Oh. Vitruvius, okay. I know who you're talking about. Leonardo's Vitruvian man, right, okay. So that, now, again, I'm going to go just from my understanding of the Vitruvian man, okay? <laughs> so the Vitruvian man is an image of a man uh, sort of spread-eagled out. He's got his legs apart. He's got his arms out uh, at shoulder height. And it was drawn to show proportion. And it also is um, related to the pentagram, the five-pointed star, and is used to prove that the human body conforms to a five-pointed star pattern. Now, the Vitruvian man has um, also has meanings of the lower world, the middle world, and the upper world, right? Because the feet are firmly planted, the arms are out, the head is at the top. So you're asking... Um, does he have any intention of leaving that other woman? I'm going to say not with this card, because this card is about male potential. It's not Vitruvian woman, by the way. It's Vitruvian man. Although people have drawn Vitruvian woman as a, you know, as a sort of a joking counterpoint. Um, I'm seeing this as a man who's reaching out with his feet, with his hands, with his head, and wanting to grasp everything. I think he may want to have the other woman and you as well. He's expressing, he's naked in the picture, and he's expressing male uh, sexual naked energy. He is certainly graceful, and we cannot fault him for this, but I'm seeing this as a man who sees himself as a star, and it reminds me, of course, of Aleister Crowley's famous line, every man and every woman is a star. He's seeing himself as a full of life potential, male potential, and I think he would not wish to be um, to... Um, conform to the idea of, like, for instance, just as an example, had it been the Tai Chi or Yin Yang, which I don't even know if it's in that deck, but it's a very famous piece of sacred geometry, I would have said, yes, he will bond and, and curl with you. But no, he's out there, he's got his hands out, his feet out, and his little weenie hanging out as well, because that's the way Leonardo drew him. So that's my that's my answer to the to the question. Now that's a very short thing because it's a one card pull. So um, I'm going to go a, a little step further, and I'm going to actually use my tarot deck, okay, um, and see if I get something different, something similar. Like I said, with a new deck, I have no idea where it's going to lead me. Okay. Well, not so good. I don't think he's going to leave this other woman because the card I got is the devil. And the devil is Adam and Eve 
in hell. And so um, it's the lovers in hell. And the devil sits over them, and they are chained to one another. They will not part. And they are not enjoying themselves because they are in chains. They have neck chains, and they're chained to a ring that's screwed into a rock, and on the rock sits the devil. The devil is setting the man's tail on fire, which is called to give him lust, which kind of goes with our Vitruvian man there. Um, And the um, woman is under the devil's hand where he has the sign of Saturn, which means limitation. And the woman looks a little surprised. Uh, I have a question. Does this couple that you wish to see if they, if they will break up, do they have a child? Yes. Yes, because the woman, I, I know it. See, I didn't even have to ask. <laughs> so why do I have to ask? Because the woman has a tail um, that has mm-hmm. grapes on it, and that stands for fertility and children. A grape amulet is an old Italian amulet used to get pregnant. The man has a tail of fire, and it can either be interpreted as anger um, or lust, sexual lust, or it can be interpreted as alcohol because alcohol will burn when you set it on fire, so it can be alcoholism as well. But in any case, what I get from my second card here is no. That couple is firmly chained to one another, at least at this time. Now I'm going to say one more thing about Tarot, which is Mm -hmm. this is just a weather report. This is not five years from now. So don't come back five years from now and say, you said they'd be chained together forever. I didn't. I said at this time, they are chained together. And you Mm -hmm. might want to, if you're looking for a long-term prediction, you might want to get your astrological chart, his and the other lady's astrological charts, and take a look at them with respect to the moving planets, the transiting planets, and their natal charts. When you look at long-term predictions for whether people will stay together, astrology often gives more accurate answers than Tarot. All right. Well, um, now I still have a little bit of time, and so I'm going to give you just one quick recommendation. Okay. If you feel that this is a, a situation that you've been working on for a long time, I always recommend setting a time limit. Do your spell work, but set a time limit. The the picture of the Vitruvian man says to me, do a, do something with photographs. And I'm going to um, uh, leave Conjurman to recommend the root work, but the Vitruvian man recommends photography, uh, uh, you know, or paper doll or something of that nature. But also I want you to set a time limit. And so this is giving me that number five, and the devil card is number 15 in the trump. So I'm seeing something with fives here, whether it's five months or something of that nature, five weeks, whatever it's going to be, maybe 15 weeks, groups of five, that's going to be how you set your time limit to see how long you want to stay in a relationship where you're not getting the 100% commitment and bonding that you deserve out of life. All right, I've hit my mark, and let's turn this over to Sister Girl. Okay, uh, so now am I? I'm not doing tarot. I'm just doing the my sacred geometry. Is well, that right? you can you if you want to do if you want to do three card, tarot cards and then with the capper out of that sacred geometry, that'd be good. Okay. Whatever you um, want. Let Whatever me you start want. off yeah. with. 
card I put, picked while I was while you're talking. I picked a card, uh, and and it was relate thinking about this situation, and what mm-hmm. I got was seed of life, mm-hmm. and seed of life is the beginnings of change. It says so. It's six circles or spheres that are completely uh, that are completed that complete one full rotation around one circle or sphere. So mm-hmm. it's six. Six, it's a six-petaled flower, basically. And this mm-hmm. is sometimes referred to as the Genesis pattern because the book of Genesis said that creation was formed in six days. Mm-hmm. So uh, the seed of life is a key to understanding and expansion of a new energy, information, and light as it enters consciousness. So pulling this card marks the beginning of change in progression of your inquiry. So mm. you... You've left the security of the center of home and the known, and you're seeking a new way of looking at the world. So um, I would say that this card is is indicating that you should look at the situation differently. I I have read for you on this situation, and I do know um, a lot about it. But this, and this card is saying either there's a new episode starting with this relationship, or you need to find a different way of looking at it. Let me look, um, now. I'm going to pull the tarot cards and do a three card cut. Okay. I got the justice card was my first card out. The knight of wands is the second card. And then I got temperance, which reversed. So let's see. I like to do one more uh, just to make a diamond here. Okay. So um, the the justice card is saying that well, to me it's saying that the situation needs to be more balanced it i don't know if you think it's balanced but it it requires balance and fairness and it seems like this is an un- situation is unfair to you um the knight of wands has his back to me so it's telling me that when this 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 person is tr- once they make up their mind about something, then things will move forward with your situation. But right now, they, they're still in the process of making up their mind about something. The temperance card with, with, with the angel has his back to me is saying to me, if it doesn't work out, if it's not working out, it's not for you. Like, it's, you're basically dodging a bullet. It's for your protection. And then the six of swords here is telling me that six of swords has a couple of different meanings, but this is saying that you're, you'll, you will, you will re, you will reunite with this person. You will be seeing this person again. You will continue with this person. But it also indicates that there's been like six miles of bad road, as uh, I think Professor Porterfield used to say. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's like it's it's continuing. Uh, it, I, it's not necessarily the most fair thing to you, uh, mm-hmm. but um, 
you are being encouraged to look at things differently and and and, and to sort of be more self-actualized and take care of yourself more. But um, that's that's what I'm getting here. Okay. All right. I I, I have one uh, thing comment to add about um, justice followed by the Knight of Wands. Is what you said? Yes. I have often found that in where there's a relationship where somebody is with two different partners, two women, two men, whatever they're doing, that justice says it's time to really call for fairness. Is is it going to be a divorce or is it going to be a marriage? Is it going to be a divorce and then a marriage? You know what I mean? It's There's a legal mm-hmm. aspect to the justice card. And the Knight of Wands is called the Helper Knight and often means a lawyer. And... Um, so, or it could be a counselor, it could be a friend as well. But um, I've had that pair come up and have said to people, well, if the person goes for a divorce and gets a lawyer, then you know you're on the right track. But without that, that's what the cards are calling for, really. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't, you know, I don't mean to jump in on someone else's reading, but that to me is a that that pair, when it comes out together, is a very evocative pair for me. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm glad you said something. Yeah, that, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So let's turn this over to uh, uh, Contraband, and he's going to do some root work. Yeah, so I'm going to give you some root work here. I, I'll be honest, the indications here are not the strongest for you getting what you want, personally, from what I've seen. Uh, and the indications of some type of them separating and this person coming to you and you're starting a happy, wonderful relationship aren't ideal. It's one of those cases where we want to manage expectations just a little bit there. Uh, just because I don't want you to spend the next year doing breakup work and love work and then be like, why didn't I get what I want? So set a very clear deadline. If you don't get what you want by a particular date, it should be a meaningful date. It should be no longer, in my opinion, than, than six months, maybe five months is the ideal, as Ms. Kat mentioned, uh, maybe less. But set a date, and if you don't get what you want by then, be ready to move on. So I'm going to give you two workings here. One, a breakup okay. working to separate and break those bonds, and the other, okay. uh, cleansing and love drawing for you. So what I want you to do is to take a photo of this person that you like, this person, this man that you want, or this person that you're interested in, and the other person, the wife or whatever they are, the other partner. So a photo of them together, you can find it on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. On the back of this photo, write their names three times on their respective sides. So don't put them next to each other, but separate it. So on his side, write, or on the, your, you know, your intended, write their name three times, and the rival, write their name three times on their side. Then turn it and cross it with the big, bold words, break up. So that each of their names you have commanded that they break up. Turn this around, take some scissors, and with some intention, cut them apart. If you have to trace around hands and shoulders, whatever you've got to be, break them apart and pray. I separate you two, I cut you apart. Now poke a hole on each of the sides that you cut apart. So the parts that that would have been together, poke a small little hole. 
I want you to get a large cookie sheet that you filled with some sand. You can get some sand from a craft store. You can get it from the beach, wherever you want. Just get some sand. You're going to mix red pepper flakes in with this sand and lay it out on this cookie sheet. Okay? You're going to set mm-hmm. this up on an altar without anything nearby. Nothing nearby. You don't want this to accidentally catch fire. So you're not going to set anything up. Now, mm-hmm. at the top, you are going to take a black candle, write breakup on it, anoint it with breakup oil, set this candle in the sand, in the cookie sheet, and you're going to light it. So it'll burn down onto the sand. Nothing will happen. The sand will sort of just burst the heat. Just watch it. Be careful. But this is why we put mm-hmm. sand there. You are then going to, by light of this black candle, you're going to take a ribbon, a black ribbon, and you are going to thread it through the hole of each of these photos, knotting it so that they're bound together by this ribbon. But put enough space that when you hold them apart, they're separated with just this ribbon keeping them together. Can you visualize Mm -hmm. this in your head, what I'm describing? Mm -hmm. This is replicating that devil card that Miss Cat saw. So the devil Mm. here is these two individuals bound together. Now, set these photos together right next to each other so that the ribbon kind of is a little accordion underneath. Right next to each other. Right next to each other. By light of this candle, I want you to forcefully, strongly, powerfully state, I now separate you two. I drive a wedge between you. And then move the photos apart one inch. Not a lot, just one inch. Let the candle burn down. The next day, light another candle. Repeat this process and move the photos again an inch. Repeating for five days, that sacred number we saw. Five days, five candles, five inches. You move until on the final day, these photos Mm -hmm. are fully apart with except for that ribbon that holds them together. When that ribbon is stretched out, take the flame of the candle and burn the ribbon, separating them once and for all. Let the ribbon burn to ash. This will sever sever their bonds. Now, carefully at the same time, burn the rival's photo. Burn it all the way to ash. Say, I drive you away. I send you far, far away. Anything that holds you together is now severed and burned to ash. Mix all the ash together with that sand, the red pepper flake, the ash, the ash of the ribbon, the ash of the photo, and then you are going to sprinkle that where this person will walk through it, whether it's on their property, on their footpath, where they will walk through the ashes, the sand, and the red pepper flakes. Come home and cleanse yourself by doing that milk and honey bath that I have recommended before. Milk, honey, rue mixed together with some uh, rose petals, bathe in this, and then set your heart at ease. If this person is going to be with you and separated from the other, this work will do it. If not, walk away. Wow. Okay. That was amazing, and there's our music, so I have nothing to add. That's really great. Thank you so much, Kajman Ali. Can you put the, a recipe for your love um, bath into the chat? I shall, yes. Okay, great. Okay, wow. 
All right. Uh, take it away, Clifford. We're going to go to client number two. All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Readers, Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our next client. Our client is Miss Moody, calling from um, 631 area code. Miss Moody is not on the line, however, but she says her problem is that she started a new career as a pastry chef. She wanted to know how long until she'll be able to run her own cake shop at the bakery. What should she do to bring about the success for her business? Take it away, Miss Kat. All right. Well, we're going to turn this over to um, Conjurman for the first reading, then Sister Girl, and I'll do the root work. Yes, thanks, Miss Cass. So I'm I'm actually doing a geomancy reading here, uh, and I've casted a, a chart while Clifford was talking, uh, and I'm going to t- read them based off of the traditional medieval interpretations of them. So in geomancy, we generally produce three figures, what is known as the right testimony, the left testimony, also I think the Europeans call it the witnesses, and then the Qadi, also known as the uh, judge. And the judge gives us our final answer. So the judge in this instance is harsher, also known uh, in, in the Arabic as, as Ukla. This is an indication that you are in a difficult position. It is the position of service. Generally, this relates to what is known as the sixth house. This is the house of service and working for others. Uh, literally, it's called the house of servitude in ancient texts. Uh, And so it is an indication that you are not in a position of power. You are in a position of having to learn from someone else. You don't own the bakery. You don't own what you make. Somebody else owns it there. This is a very um, difficult position to be in. Uh, In Latin, the carcer quite literally means a lock or a prison. So it is difficult. It is no benefit for financial success. It's not a benefit for empowerment or sovereignty. And it means that for the time being, the situation and climate is not ideal for you, overcoming these circumstances and moving forward to build your own business. It means that where you're at right now is where you'll stay for at least the next year. So we get a very clear timing here. You will stay in this state for at least the next year. Uh, Carcer or Uncle is, is related to Saturn. So this may be related to Saturn's transit. Be mindful of when Saturn finally leaves Aquarius. That might be a time in which you finally start to see things open up. So sometime next year, so be mindful of that. But this carcer is an indication of difficulty moving forward. There are barriers and hindrances. And it's also structural in nature, indicating that you're unable to move forward because, one, you don't have the requisite power to move forward. You don't have the agency to move forward. But two, there are obstacles and locks in your way. What is a prison, after all, if not a structure that keeps it in? 
so it's things like, will you be able to get a loan? Will you be able to find the property? Will you be able to find investors? All these things will act as a hindrance along the way. Now, the reason for this is the left witness, or I'm sorry, the right witness, also known as the testimony in the Arabic. And here we have the minor fortune, or fortuna minor, also known as al-kharij in the Arabic indicating that while you have interest and some skill and you are clearly ambitious, you aren't quite where you need to be in terms of being a master baker or extraordinarily skilled. All the cards are not lining up for you. So it's a mixture of timing as well as where you are in your own life, in your own skills, and whether you'll be able to uh, move forward in some way, shape, or form. So this is an indication that um, you entered into this situation with some disadvantage. You entered into this situation with ambition, with interest, with the desire to move forward, but not quite um, the power to really achieve what you truly desire. The left witness shows us what you can expect in the future and how we can start to open things up with that uh, final judge. Uh, and here we have the figure of Albus, also known as Bayad, or the wise figure. This tells us that you will need the intervention of a wise, older mentor who will open the situation up. This person will show up in your life toward the end of this month. So this gives us a very specific timing. By end of this month, you will have met this person and you will know who they are because this person will have something associated with them regarding the color white. So their life, last name may be white. They may wear all white. Um, they, white might be their favorite color, or white is, uh, you know, in, in their office. They've decorated, you know, in a way that's uniquely white. Don't just walk in and go, oh, they've got white walls. It must be this person. It's, it's got to be very obvious, right? It's not subtle. It'll jump out. They'll be like, hi, my name is Rick White. And like, oh, okay, shit, it's this guy here. It's got to be very clear, but there's something with whiteness associated with them. It's also possible that they may be bearded, so bear that in mind as well. I, this image can sometimes indicate a beard. So be mindful if they have some type of facial hair. That can also be a very good indication. So that's going to be the beginning of the opening up. This person will help to start to lay out the foundation for you, will you will give you the tools and skills you need and then you'll start to see this open up next year for this year the road is closed for this year the road is blocked the obstacles are there you are not in a position to be able to open it but by next year you will start to see things open up we see here an, an interesting image we see a particular verse that is associated with this uh um, figure and all the geomantic figures in the Middle East tradition have verses associated with them and remedies here. And it says, if one were to make a profit, interesting enough, so we can see this idea of profit very much tied to it. If one were to make a profit, one must trust in God and in the sun. So some type of solar work is needed. This might be related to where your sun is in your natal chart, but also some type of solar talisman, timing according to the sun. You should be doing your magic when the sun rises, when the sun is high in the sky, not when the sun is declining or setting, and when the sun uh, returns to your particular time of birth, all very auspicious 
for you. So, trust in God, trust in the Son. This type of magical work will begin to open the path, but not quite this year. That's what I see here. I will turn this over to Sister Girl, and then Miss Cat will give you some good work recommendations. Okay. I'm going to start, as I did the last reading, I'm going to start with uh, one of these oracle cards and give you what I get there. So I'm just shuffling it a little bit, and then I'm going to cut. And I got the triangle. Okay, so that's, let's see what the triangle has to tell me. The triangle... I can find it is um, many things come in threes, beginning, middle, and end, mother, father, child, cosmologies uh, of many world cultures view existence as having three levels. So they teach us to access our lower selves through our connection with Mother Earth. Next is the quest for our middle selves in the physical form. Finally, we communicate with our higher self seen as coming from beyond, often from Father, Son, or the stars. So drawing this card um, suggests that this is the synthesis of body, mind, spirit to bring balance. So movement towards strength and completion. You're moving on a life path that puts you in touch with synthesis of the elements of growth, joy, and freedom. Wherever you are on the path, take a moment to acknowledge the progress you're making and renew your resolve to act in accordance with that which strengthens this truth in enjoying and fulfilling your purpose. So this triangle card tells me that it's, it's important. You're, you're, you're still in the process, kind of like what Kondraman Ali was saying. You're still in the process, but what will be helpful for you is to maybe ground yourself in nature uh, really go inward and figure out what you need to do. Maybe get a, put a plan together, but really a plan based on really your deep intuitive knowledge of where you need to be and what things you need to put together, and really connect to your higher self to kind of get to kind of get to your next step. Um, you're, you're in process, but stay grounded. I, I would say definitely connect with nature and definitely. Um, focus, focusing on what your heart is telling you, like what your intuition and what your what your inner self is, your higher self is really guiding you to do. Um, if it's to open up your own shop, then do so. But you'll have to. You're you're in process. You're in the process of connecting yourself to all that, to the to the to the growth that you want. So now I'm picking the cards. The first card out is the Knight of Wands. The second is the Six of Swords. The third is the Five of Swords. And then the fourth card here is the Four of Cups. So now, this um, Knight of Wands, I would say, is opportunity, but also be, when he shows up, be careful not to get overwhelmed, like consumed with, like, Go, don't don't drive yourself crazy. Don't get feverish with this because he tends to do that. Um, uh, ground, ground yourself because you have opportunity here. You have opportunity to move forward with this with this uh, 
Actually, this is the Page of Wands. I don't think this is the Knight. It's the Page of Wands. Oh, okay. Oh, hmm. Okay, and then um, the um, the yes, it is the page. The six of swords tells me that you're on the on the path. You're on your path to what you want. But the five of swords is telling me you really have to decide what is worth it to you, what you need to do, because it's going to be difficult no matter how you slice it. Whatever you choose to do is going to be. Um, it's going to be tough for you whether you open up a business or whether you don't. Things are going to be challenging, so just decide what you need to do and go for it. Uh, the Four of Cups is now telling me um, you think maybe you're missing out, like maybe you've missed a boat, but that's not so. Um, be prepared. Your ship is, your, the ship's, ship, another ship is coming, okay? And um, also this card encourages you to dream up your future dream up what you want so that's what i have for you today all right um i'm going to ask you uh, well i can't i guess because she's not here i believe that miss moody is a, a person who has um taken my class and mm. is mm. and is one of my um, patrons at Patreon. So mm. if she listens to this later, um, there is a Ms. Moody in my form, and I recognize the name. If she listens to this later, hi, Ms. Moody. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know you. Um, and um, and it's really interesting, but I wish I could have said hi. Um, so let me uh, pull from some of the ideas that were already stated. The triangle and the color white, pastry, and, of course, um, uh, I'm going to bring in some ideas here. The most common scent used to scent white pastry it would be vanilla and almond. And um, so I would say that I'd like you to make some little circular cookies you know you can make them and give them away okay but you're going to have them on the altar these could be you know silver dollar cookies they could be cookies the size of your thumb and and uh, first finger making a circle small cookies and i want you to put a nice white frosting on them with um vanilla and um, almond they could be almond cookies with vanilla frosting and it should be that old-fashioned not that that horrible fondant but that old-fashioned kind of frosting where you crunch through it you just get that little minute of crunch and then it's soft underneath you know the kind of cookies i'm talking about once you take three white candles remember we're working with white i want you to dress the candles also with um, essential oils of um, vanilla and almond and these would be the scent you know not the uh, extract because that would burn on the candles like alcohol we don't want to be doing that and i want you to um burn those candles in a triangle. So the triangle is going to have the two sides of the base facing you, the point facing away. I want you to name each triangle with some aspect of what you want out of having your own um, pastry shop and bake shop. You want to have a a storefront. You want to have... um, 
freedom to do to make money your own way. Maybe the third one might be to grow so much that you need employees or become famous and have a YouTube <laughs> channel. I don't know. But you want three pick three ambitions, okay? And put your little white cookie down there in the middle. There should be just a very simple cookie because you're going to leave it as an offering for at least today and then I want you to eat it. Eat it because you're bringing your offering into you. You're bringing your strength into yourself. Okay. If you make a batch of these cookies, I want you to set the other ones out and give them away to people. So if you have room at your triangle to put a little bowl with a bunch of these cookies in it, that's fine too. But you're going to eat one. And you're going to say, may, may all my wishes come true. And I'd like you to light those three white candles every month when the moon um, goes from dark and starts to get light. So that would be three to four days after the new moon, when the moon begins to be seen. You could do it then, or what I would really think you should do it, at the full moon. So either when the moon is growing or at the full moon when the moon looks like a little cookie. And as you do this, each time I want you to write down some desire you have. Do you have the name of your shop in mind? Do you have your marketing plan in mind? Just keep notes. I want you to do this for 13 lunations. That is because we were told by Contraman that the first year here, Carcer is in Mm -hmm. control, you're going to be locked down for this. So we're going to give you 13 lunations. That's the same as one solar year. 13 full moons, and you're going to do this every full moon as a ceremony and give away the cookies. Now, if you wanted to really get into the numerology of it, hey, you know, make a baker's dozen, right? That's a phrase that you know what it means, that bakers always used to give a 13th cookie for free when you bought a dozen. So you eat one and give away the dozen. You make a baker's dozen of these cookies, and that's 13. You're going to do it for 13 lunations. And each time, just use a small candle. It can be a birthday candle. reason I say a birthday candle is I know you're going to want to be making birthday cakes, right? So that's, no one puts those big old honking pillar candles or glass tube candles on a cake, right? They use birthday candles. So I want you to do some pretty little white birthday candles. Dress them with the vanilla and almond. And I want you to pray over this for your own growth and each time for the 13 months i want you to write down a, a, a goal a place i want to be in the north ridge section of town or i want to have a youtube channel and then i want you to start meeting those goals make a youtube channel where you start showing some tricks and tips of of baking and sh- showing your passion for it yes you probably are working for someone else But right now, you want to build from within the shell of their organization. You're going to be ready to burst out after 13 months, and you're going to be able to show yourself. But you have to start showing uh, spunk and vitality like a little chick inside the egg. You've got to grow and burst out. And speaking of eggs, use white eggs. Um, Whenever you bake for somebody else, if, unless they sell you boxed eggs. But if you are allowed to crack your own eggs, uh, hold those eggs in your hand and say, you know, this egg goes into my future. This is the building of my future. If they make you use boxed eggs, well, uh, you're shit out of luck on that one. The color white, that will guide you. All right, folks. <laughs> 
I'm tasting those cookies now. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to have our network scheduled announcement coming from the beautiful voice of Clifford Lowe. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. That, that was a beautiful voice indeed, though it wasn't mine. Um, but now it's time for our free spell segment from Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl. Hi. Okay, so this is the free spell for the week, and in honor of all of us, because of the rising price of everything, and those eggs you're talking about are probably $5 a dozen, uh, <laughs> I decided to give uh, a, a money uh, spell. It's a combination candle work and bath. So for this, you're going to need one green, seven-day glass and case candle, and I like dark green, not light green. Um, and then you need money drawing oil. My favorite, favorite, favorite money drawing oil is Lucky Mojo money drawing, if you can get it, because that is that stuff works. Um, uh-huh. Cinnamon and nutmeg for the candle. And for the bath, you're going to prepare some herbs. You're going to get comfrey leaves, uh, cinnamon bark, uh, sage powder, baton de oro, which is, I think, buttercup. You can get that at a lot of the uh, botanicas. They have that. Dried parsley flakes and green food coloring. You're going to mix that together to make your bath. And you're going to get a bundle of white sage, which you're going to use it to scrub yourself like for soap. Um, so you're going to first light the candle, not in the same room as the, not in the bathroom. You know, set it on your altar uh, and make sure that it's, you know, not going to light a fire. If it, if it is, then you have to wait until after the bath. Um, you, you're going to dress the candle with money-drawing oil, cinnamon, and nutmeg. You're going to light it, and you're going to pray over it. You're going to pray in your own words for what you need and what you want, and you're going to pray the 23rd Psalm. Uh, the most important part of this psalm for this work is, I shall not want. Um so you're going to then draw a, a hot bath or a warm bath, and you're going to add your bath mixture, the comfrey, cinnamon, bark, uh, sage powder, buttercup, and dried parsley, and the food coloring. It's going to create a green bath for you. You're going to sit in the bath, and you're going to scrub yourself with the white sage. Now, this is not a bath to clean your body. If you need to be clean, then take a shower before you do this bath, because this is a spiritual bath. And you're going to scrub yourself, but not, not to get clean. It's to get spiritually clean. And while you're scrubbing and sitting in this bath, you need to sit in at least 15 minutes, you're going to think about all the issues, all your troubles, all your money woes, all your, the things you need to re- resolve. Once you're done with that, you get out of the bath, 
you remove, you know, the all the herbs and stuff from the bath, clean the tub, let the water drain, and rinse the tub with cool water. And as you watch the water go down, down the drain, imagine all your troubles are going down the drain. Then, if you haven't already lit your candle, light your candle now, let it burn for the five to seven days, and you, you, that green candle, you should get, be getting some opportunities for money or some money coming in within a couple weeks. Wow. That is really cool. I have nothing to add to that because that's a really, really classic spell, but only one thing. I love thing. how it was. One thing, food color. Just be careful because some people have fiberglass showers and they will absorb the color of food coloring. If you oh. have porcelain, it probably will not. So make sure you don't make it too green, folks, because I've had people... Green isn't the worst. It's when it turns red, okay? It's disgusting. And all of a sudden, you have a fiberglass shower stall that is like red, uh, you know, for the bottom two inches where the water built up. Not fun. So um, be just use common sense. But green is great. I mean, green food coloring, if it's water-based food coloring, should not harm anything but just don't make it too dark. That's my only comment. This is absolutely beautiful work. And, um, you know, the idea of bathing um, for 15 minutes, many people ask, what should I be doing during that 15 minutes? Well, contemplate your desires. Think about what you want. Speak aloud from your heart. Right, Sister Girl? I mean... That's you don't exactly just right. sit yeah, you don't just sit there and go bathe, 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 ding, timer went off. No, you you want to think about it, talk about it to yourself, ask God some questions, ask your spirit some questions, ask your ancestors some questions, and um, get some answers during that time. Is it, or if you like to meditate and go into the void, well, do that then. But however you... That must be an active part of your brain during that 15 minutes. Okay? Do you have any comments to add, Contraman? Nothing other than that prayer while bathing is an immensely powerful act. You're purifying yourself. You're anointing yourself. So don't just stand there awkwardly or splash some water on yourself and just or, or soak and walk away. No, no. Let, let Pray. Speak to spirit mm-hmm. because what you're doing is also imbuing the water with your prayer. And then that prayer washes all over you. So water really holds prayer. This is why we pray into our baths before we step into them. This is why mm-hmm. we pray in them before we soak. So pray into the water. Hold that prayer. Let it hold the prayer and then let that prayer wash all over you. Uh, but very beautiful, beautiful working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Um, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, the rising prices of things, and it is getting hard for people. And there's several um, – you got that card earlier. Remember when we were talking about the, the sacred geometry cards? I got this card, High Tide. This card mm-hmm. has a lot of meaning right now um, as um, sea levels are rising, ice caps are melting, um, and – there's a lot of um, change coming. And when we look at tidal movements, you know, the price of gas goes up and then it goes down, everyone's happy, then it goes up again, then it goes down again. 
I think people might want to consider starting to change their lives. I'm just going to throw that in as a public service announcement, a little PSA. This may be our sign to convert to electric vehicles or smaller vehicles. It may be our sign to order more online because, believe it or not, that's actually more efficient than getting into big gas-guzzling SUVs and driving 25 miles to a a store. Think about it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for the best through this coming economic crisis just hoping we can all hang in there alright there's our music and thank you so much Sister Girl as usual you bring us a lot to think about I loved this deck I'm going to have to go out and buy myself a set it's really cool and I don't have it and I think I'm going to like it Um, We're going to turn this over to Clifford. He's going to make some announcements. And then I'm going to come back, make a couple more announcements, and then we'll all say goodbye. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man. Thank you, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Papa G of TheMojoStudio.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us the topic of spiritual gatekeeping. Once again, we've come to the end of another, another Lucky Mojo Rubric Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and conjuremanconsulting.com at Mission VAO, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflow.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Thank you, Clifford. And um, a couple of little announcements, as I mentioned. My book, Hoodoo Dolls and Effigies, is finished. You can pre-order it now. Just um, uh, go to luckymojo.com forward slash hootedallisandeffigies.html and press the little blue button. Then the other thing you're going to be doing is go on over to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. Well, if you just want to buy the book, that's okay. But if you want to buy the festival tickets, don't bother to buy the book because the book is an added bonus. When you buy your tickets, you're going to get two books. One will be my book, Hoodoo Dolls and Effigies. The other will be Papa G's book, Hex Appeal, How to Hex and Unhex People. And I've already seen a copy of that. He sent it to me. It's going to be in your goodie box along with many herbs and minerals and much else. And that music is very loud. And now it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gosh, good Good night. Good night. (laughs) Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.